0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
1: Welcome back into the Forced to Punt Podcast. Got a name. Yep. Got Got a a name. Got a podcast channel. Got a picture. I am your host, Steven Serta. As always, I am joined by Dusty Likens. What's up? We will be doing this uh, you know, once or twice a week, try to help you with your fantasy lineups. Um, you know, I was very hungover yesterday during the Fantasy Football Sunday show on 610 Sports Radio because of Josh Vernier's wedding. Shout out KDV. Um, and I did not have a very good fantasy day yesterday. <laughs> and people were kind of letting me have it on Twitter. And all, I will ha- I'll, all I'll say about that is I'm not going to blame it on the hangover. I did all that prep and information on Friday night. I did everything that the information dictates. Mm. Sometimes that happens once or twice a year in the NFL. None of the matchups go the way that they're supposed to on paper according to the defensive rankings and the teams that they are facing. Like, Nick Chubb, I was wrong on Nick Chubb yesterday. And we'll talk about Nick Chubb more here in a little bit. But the Ravens, the last two years, have been number one in rushing yards, number one rushing touchdowns, number one receiving touchdowns, and number one against receptions to running backs. Literally every fantasy relevant defensive statistic, the Ravens' defense is number one against it. Like The Ravens are literally the worst running back matchup in the NFL over the last two seasons, and now that's back-to-back weeks of them giving up big, big yardage to running backs and scores to running backs, and I let the Chiefs game slide because I think you have to reassess teams after those. I think those Chiefs matchups are anomalies sometimes, and you can't really assess the overall defense based on what they give up according to the Chiefs, but now it's time to reassess that Ravens defense.
0: Yeah, that's kind of a stretch, you know, if you want to give the Chiefs like their franchise and what they do for their offense, but Chubb goes 20 for 165. Of course, he has the 88-yard breakout, um, which kind of, I don't know if that kind of skews the stat a little bit. You take away the 88 yards, he still over over 100. Um, well, he's not, but I don't know. I think that everybody has those games when you look at Chubb. Like, you look at the way the Chiefs played yesterday. I think a lot of people have had texted me and said, do I play Deion... Uh, Demarcus Robinson, do I play Hardman? I said, Yeah, you played any Chiefs player today in a dome. Uh, perfect situation. Sometimes it doesn't work out. Sometimes you're projected 125 points and you score a 99. That's just the way it goes. I'll admit this I was completely wrong on Paul Richardson. I thought Paul Richardson would have stepped up in that game. Um, obviously, the meltdown that is Washington, just stay away from yeah. everybody that's in Washington. Unless well, it's scary, uh, Terry. I don't want anything to which, do with Which, yeah, Washington. that took away everything. And I mean, Gruden's about to get fired. Haskins is probably going to be the starting quarterback. I think he's still a possible play. Uh, I think just the other day, I think, it was just a terrible game because he was thrown into a mess that he didn't think he was going to uh, be any bit of a part of. But
1: People were pissed off at me for yeah. their Chiefs players. You you know, I told you to start Robinson and Hardman. Yeah, but I've said that every week. Like yeah. You start those guys every week and just assume that the upside is 150 yards and a touchdown, and sometimes that's not going to follow through. It didn't follow through for any of their wide receivers yesterday, right. but Patrick Mahomes had his worst game of the season. Like the Chiefs looked like they were completely uninterested in being in that game. And everybody leading up to it, oh, Patrick Mahomes is playing in a dome for the first time. He's going to throw for 700 yards.
0: Hell yeah. Didn't happen though. I mean, that's just the way it goes sometimes. Like, like sometimes matchups don't yeah. work out. Sometimes, like the, when the Detroit Lions were playing the Chiefs yesterday, it was clearly obvious what they were going to do. They were going to pound the ball in the, up the middle with Kerryon Johnson on first and second down, and then they were just going to pick on Charverius Ward because okay. he just got absolutely embarrassed by Matt Stafford.
1: All right, let's get to some of the uh, major storylines from NFL Week 4. First fifteen. 15. Mitch Trubisky?
0: Mm. Gone. How many shoulders is that this year in the NFL? That's like the sixth shoulder injury or clavicle injury that we've seen. I don't know. Stop slamming dudes into the ground. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know. You'd figure that uh, they'd get that figured out. But, yeah, Mitchell Trubisky looks like he's not going to miss a whole lot of time, just a little bit of time with a what they thought was a dislocated shoulder, and now it could just be a couple weeks. Um, he said he's going to travel with the team to London, so that's kind of interesting as well. Yeah. You roster Chase
1: Daniel no he did look better than Mitch I guess JCD, man. But I, I mean you shouldn't own Mitch or Chase Daniel right, right. now and but- yeah I mean they do have a nice matchup it sounds like Mitch he is gonna be out for a little bit it sounds like but luckily Chase Daniel is a really good backup quarterback um and the way Mitch was playing, it might help Allen Robinson. It might help Tariq Cohen because he he had a couple of nice catches yesterday, and he he that was the most effective he had been this season because he has been a massive disappointment. I've seen people starting to drop him now, and so I I mean I'm not going out and trying to trade for a bunch of bears because Chase Daniel is the quarterback now. Yeah, hey man, he might bring but back I, some praise. But there's there's I think there's value in Allen Robinson, like Allen Robinson. It's been so frustrating with Mitch this season because if you've watched Bears football, and I have because I actually like a lot of those players, Anthony Miller. Oh, my God. I was so high on Anthony Miller in the offseason, and he's just not even a part of the offense. He should not be owned in any league. If you still own Anthony Miller, go drop him right now for the love of God. Uh, what's but, the
0: young kid they got as well? Uh, Montgomery? He's yeah, been nowhere.
1: And David Montgomery, that's that's frustrating too. Everybody wanted him to be great. It's With him, like, he reminds me of and they've got different running styles, but it just kind of reminds me in the same situation where like Le'Veon Bell's rookie season mm. LeVeon Bell was hurt a lot his rookie season. He uh he wasn't the same player. He was still figuring out how to be in the NFL. And you're assuming like we went into this comparing him to Kareem Hunt because he's the same type of profile as Kareem Hunt. He's really hard to tackle. He's a smaller, more compact guy, but he's just thick and he can run dudes over. Mm. Like, so everybody was like, oh, he's going to be Kareem Hunt then. He's going to do what, He's going to lead the league in rushing yards like Kareem Hunt did his rookie year. It's really hard to do that as a rookie, and you're still trying to figure things out in the NFL. And he also—I I mean, Matt Nagy's just not Andy Reid. Like, Matt Nagy— is supposed to be one of the better offensive-minded head coaches in the NFL. He looked like he was that last year, but he is struggling as a head coach right now. I believe and, and the the people in the Bears' front office are starting to question him because Mitch Trubisky is clearly, completely, possibly hit his ceiling, Like, which isn't a very high ceiling. No. It's his, his his growth appears to have completely been put on pause as a player because he has not taken a step forward at all this year, and it's going to hurt the entire offense. Like, David Montgomery, he's not somebody that you're going to drop, because I still think there's big games ahead for him, but he's got a lot more value in a dynasty league right now than he has in a standard redraft league, so good luck trying to trade him. I mean, at this point, you're just kind of stuck with David Montgomery. Like, Allen Robinson is the only bear that I think I want right now, and it's because he's looked really good. Like, if somebody can actually get him the ball, Allen Robinson's been great. He's yeah. lo- he's looked amazing. He looks he looks like he is the best he's looked since his 1400-yard, 14 touchdown season a few years ago uh pre-ACL injury. Like this looks like the best Allen Robinson we've seen in a few years. I want Allen Robinson personally because I think he's the only one on that offense that you can count on week in and week out.
0: And you got to look at where Chase Daniel's at because you know he's going to look for somebody that he can throw to consistently and trust and it's going to be the best receiver on that roster and that is Allen Robinson. That's the only Chicago Bear, though, that I'm using right now. I don't think I'm using Tariq Cohen just because I. that's a wait-and-see if they can figure it out. I'm definitely not using anybody else except for Allen Robinson just because of the backup quarterback role and where they tend to lean when somebody's out. You look at what happened with uh, Alshon Jeffrey, I think it was last year, when Wentz got
1: hurt. I feel like Foles kind of found him more than he found any other receiver on that team. I'm moving to another player that suffered a pretty Ugly looking injury yesterday. Lions tight rookie tight end TJ Hawkinson. That's my guy. Um so I was I was on board with him yesterday. I thought that you should have started him because similar to like, like it's it's fantasy law now that if you're playing if the Arizona Cardinals are playing someone that you have on your team. Your tight end specifically, you have to start your tight end against the Arizona Cardinals. I picked up Will Disley in a bunch of leagues yesterday and played him, and he had a fantastic game, because the Arizona Cardinals are the worst team in the NFL at guarding the tight end position, but the Chiefs are right there with them. Like The Chiefs aren't giving up tight end touchdowns the way that they are, but the Chiefs are giving up a ton of receptions to the tight end position. They're one of the worst teams in the NFL at guarding that position because... Frankly, they're putting Anthony Hitchens on guys like TJ Hawkinson, who's one of the more athletic tight ends in the NFL, and Anthony Hitchens just straight-up can't guard anybody, let alone somebody as physically gifted as that. But he did get hurt yesterday um, trying to hurdle a defender. He fell on his shoulder, messed up his shoulder, and got a concussion. He looked like he completely knocked himself out. It was scary. he, He went stiff and looked like he was completely out on the field for a minute before he was eventually was able to get the trainers got to him and he got up and walked off. But it sounds like he's going to miss some time. I know that he's a really talented player, but I think in most standard leagues, if he's out for a significant amount of time, I'm just going to drop him.
0: Yeah, I kind of overdid it on TJ Hawkinson because I thought he was going to be something special. I didn't take in the fact that it was week one against Arizona. I didn't think that could be a possibility that maybe they'd be that terrible at tight end coverage, but I picked him up for a heavy price in our waiver money line, we get two hundred and fifty dollars to spend. I think I spent upwards of like a hundred dollars on him just because I didn't want anybody else to get him. I thought he was going to be that good, um, and he hasn't oh. been. He played the Chiefs literally when he was on the back of that golf cart or whatever that you call that a John Deere tractor or whatever you want to call that. that They take him off. He, I mean, he looked fine, but I mean, the, you could see that there was no there was nobody home. Uh, even still, I think he will be out a couple of weeks. And I'm like you, I think oh. that if you can drop him or if you if you can keep him somehow on your roster, it's fine. But yeah, I don't know if we're going to see much more of that. And, anyways, it's like the cliche, right? Rookie tight ends, they always disappoint well, they, they don't so, live up to it.
1: But, yeah, so, so and he's, he's an anomaly. Like, Evan Ingram was a productive rookie tight end, but yeah. it generally takes some time. You generally, the tight end position's a really hard one to learn in the NFL because they ask you to do so much at the line of scrimmage on top of running routes. Right. Um, but I think TJ Hawkinson, I think he is one of those dudes who. Can buck that trend a little bit because he's a really really talented player but that to me means nothing more than he's a matchup dependent tight end like he is a guy he went off week one against Arizona well I just told you it's fantasy law you start your tight end against Arizona because they're they're giving up tight end touchdowns literally every game right well it's the same thing with the Chiefs so when he has a nice matchup You need to put him in your lineup, but if he doesn't have a good matchup, I think he's going to have some of those stat lines that we saw the last two weeks where he just wasn't productive at all. Uh, He's just a matchup-dependent player, and I don't want to take a chance rostering him when there's a guy like a Chris Herndon who you can go pick up, who isn't going to play next week because he still has to serve a four-game suspension and the Jets were on bye, but he will be available the following week. So if you've already got another tight end on your roster and – I would probably drop TJ Hawkinson and go pick up Chris Herndon because I I'm, I'm a Chris Herndon believer. He had a really good connection with Sam Darnold last season, um, as a rookie tight end. And so he's coming in healthy, sat out the first four weeks of the season because of the suspension. He's going to be involved in that passing game. And I, I still don't think the jets have been really disappointing. Obviously the, the whole mono thing with Sam Darnold, you can't still really, pl- you can't really plan for that, you know, injuries. It's, I don't think the Jets are a good football team, but I don't think that we've seen anything close to what the Jets actually are yet. Right. So I'm still willing to take a chance on a Chris Herndon, and especially if it's your backup tight end. Like, like, you shouldn't have been starting TJ Hawkinson week in and week out anyway. you should You should have had another guy that you were at least rotating in and out with him.
0: Yeah, I had Vance McDonald. I dropped him, and I I went and traded for Will Disley. I think I'm going to play Disley the rest of the year. I think he's just got that kind of connection with Russ. I think they kind of have something going there. I know they played Arizona as well. Something I can bring up real quick, uh, Mr. Steve, is are you going to pick up Ebron from the Colts now that Doyle got that massive hit from uh, Vontez Perfect, Colts, Chiefs, Sunday night next week?
1: Yeah, I mean, he's definitely a top streamer this week, and he's – so he's still owned in a ton of leagues. So people um, are still
0: rostering him. A lot not of, yeah,
1: he's not. I mean, he's not like 100% owned or anything like that. Like people were starting to drop him because he hadn't been productive at all. And it's, right. the, it's the same thing with Jack Doyle. Um, I was actually looking at adding Jack Doyle this past week because (laughs) I didn't, thankfully, I added added (laughs) Vernon Davis in one league. That didn't help me at all. He had a really good matchup against the Giants. He had one catch for five yards. But uh, Ebron's still owned in a lot more leagues than he isn't owned in a lot of leagues. I'm pretty sure. I'm trying to check it right right now. But he might not be a guy that's super available, but if he is, yeah, go get him and play him against the Chiefs. Yeah, like Jack Doyle's only owned in 21% of ESPN leagues. Mine's not working. I can't look it up. That's Eric, good. Eric Ebron's definitely a higher ownership rate than that, I would have to imagine, just because of his touchdown upside and because people are still chasing those numbers from last season.
0: So Ebron's right around 50%. He's owned in yeah. like 49% yeah, of so um, leagues.
1: He's, yeah, so he's available in half of leagues, and generally those are leagues where he is available, those are generally leagues with shallow rosters. Right, like yeah. if you're if you're in a standard league, he's probably not available in your
0: league. Yeah, he's not available in mine. I know that for a fact. Uh, somebody else already has him, but
1: that's uh, beside the point. Um, but yeah, I'm probably dropping T.J. Hawkinson. I know he's got a lot of upside, but I, I've got him in a dynasty league, and out, outside of that, I don't know when he's going to be back. And that head injury was brutal. So <laughs> I mean, that's that that's your type of. When you knock yourself out like that, that's the type of concussion that can sideline you for a month.
0: Who do you like when it comes to tight ends before we move on? Do you like do you like Seals Jones more or do you like Jimmy Graham more? Like oh, who's no,
1: I'm not picking up Ricky Seals Jones. What? Get out of here with okay. that. Okay.
0: Three for 82 and a tug. That guy is
1: trash. All right. That guy is trash. Yeah, I spent all offseason last year arguing (laughs) with people about how trash Ricky Seals Jones is. He got cut by the Arizona Cardinals, one of the worst rosters in the NFL. Filling in for your boy. that bad.
0: Filling in for your boy. Jimmy Graham. Like,
1: I'll buy in a Jimmy Graham because of Aaron Rodgers. Right. I I don't think that Jimmy Graham's another guy who- Ten targets. Outside of, right now, outside of Evan Ingram, Travis Kelsey- uh, like Zach Ertz, like outside of the top guys, Kittle, like outside of those guys, every tight end is a matchup-dependent tight end right now. A tight end position, which we thought was going to be a lot deeper headed into the season, has been absolutely brutal. It has been so, brutal. So I, I, I'm playing the matchups every week with my tight ends unless I have Evan Ingram, George Kittle, or Travis Kelsey right now. Like, I have... I have Kittle and Ingram in a bunch of leagues. I have a bunch of shares of those guys nice. because they had more value where I was able to take them than a Travis Kelsey. But Tra- Travis Kelsey's been incredible.
0: Right? Oh, yeah. 80 he, yards every game.
1: It's 80 yards and eight with to touch, 10 targets. Touchdown upside. He's going to get that every single week in one of the best offenses in the NFL, even though they struggled a little bit this week. Um did like, he get
0: credit for that catch and run with McCoy on the
1: I think he got something for it. I mean I hadn't looked about it. He, about he that. had to have gotten something for it. I would
0: assume he got the catch and they give LaShawn McCoy the rushing yards. Yeah, I it. don't
1: know exactly I meant to look up how that works. I didn't. Um he had yeah, he had to have gotten some yardage for that. That was insane. Uh like, Gerald Everett had a touchdown yesterday in that ridiculous Rams-Bucks game that cost a bunch of people losses in the survivor pool this week. I hope Marcus is all right. Um, My God. Yeah, he just got <laughs> destroyed. Marcus Peters that, just got absolutely leveled. And got up. Game. Good for
0: Marcus, man. Yeah. But, like, my God.
1: Made a hell of a play. But Gerald Everett, like, that was just one of those weird games. Like, Todd, yeah. Todd Gurley had, had no yards, but he did wind up salvaging his day with two touchdowns. Somehow. They just abandoned the run completely because they were down in a blink of an oh, eye. Goff golf was terrible. And and Gerald Everett wound up scoring a touchdown. Like, the Rams don't use tight ends. They straight up don't use tight ends. That's why, like, Cooper Cup, I told you guys last week, Cooper Cup is a top-five wide receiver, in my opinion. Like, Cooper Cup is the most valuable wide receiver the Rams have, and he has been amazing. Like, he's got over 100 yards in every game. He just scores touchdowns. Like, he is an incredible player. If you can – I was trying to – I didn't. I wasn't able to draft Cooper Cup in any of my leagues this year, and I was so pissed about it. I tried to trade for him in every league that I'm in prior to week one because I had so much faith in him being great, and right. nobody would give him up to me for anything that was reasonable. So I didn't wind up getting him, and now he's an incredible. He's been incredible through the first few weeks of the season, and you're not going to be able to get him from anybody. But they basically used their wide receivers. Like they've got three wide receivers who were effective yesterday, and. and- that's how they send all those guys in motion, and they use those wide receivers, How kind of how some teams use tight ends, and they like to run the ball so much because they use their wide receivers as pass catchers, or their running backs as pass catchers as well. They just use their tight ends as blockers, so Gerald Everett has no weekly value, even in good matchups. Gerald Everett does not belong on your roster, so don't think oh, Gerald Everett cut a touchdown against a bad Tampa Bay team and go out and pick him up. Like, it just doesn't make any sense. He's not going – he might not have another touchdown the rest of the season, but he's a guy who screams 250 total yards on the year with three touchdowns or something like that. He's
0: a Seals-Jones Jr. guy. Yes, yes. I mean, I know it's kind of an anomaly that that Goff threw the ball 68 times in that game yesterday that had 95 points hung on it, but, man, Robert Woods had 15 targets and so did Cooper Cup. So, I mean –
1: Yes, they, th- they throw to their wide receivers a ton. They do not target their tight ends like that. Like That was an anomaly game where Jerry Goff just threw a ton because right. they, they abandoned the run. And generally, they're never going to abandon the run like that because they love to run the football.
0: I mean, Todd Gurley had 11 targets.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know it what they're going to use ridiculous. Todd Gurley
0: for? Jesus. Yeah, that game was fun, though, man. I'll tell you that much.
1: Uh, Adam Thielen's calling out Kirk Cousins. Because That's not good. Kirk Cousins can't throw the football anymore. Adam Thielen, yeah. Um Dalvin Cook had a rough game yesterday against uh, you know, arguably the best defense in the NFL in the Chicago Bears. They looked amazing. Khalil Mack was just obliterating the Vikings offensive line. Didn't he say something Um,
0: about dogs pooping after the game too?
1: Yeah, it was some weird quote. Didn't really make any sense. I didn't understand it, but yeah, Thielen
0: had zero points going into the fourth quarter. And
1: Stefan Diggs actually had an okay game. Finally. Uh, I think he had more yards yesterday in that game than he had on the entire season prior to that. Believe it. So, uh, I don't, as I mentioned last week, I don't want anything to do with the Minnesota Vikings outside of Dalvin Cook because Dalvin Cook's still going to get a ton of work every week. He still found a way to get in the end zone in a game where they just as just as easily could have been shut out. Yeah, I just want Dalvin Cook. I don't want Thielen. I don't want Diggs. Diggs is being unloaded in leagues like crazy. Like every league that I'm in, somebody's offering me Stephon Diggs for something, and I don't want any part of it. And really, it's because it, it's crazy that. Minnesota didn't see this coming. Like their offensive line is terrible. It is bad. Kirk Cousins is a guy who had success in Washington pretty much because of his offensive line. He had one of the better offensive lines in the NFL during his time in Washington. Mm-hmm. Now, they're they're terrible this year Washington is and their offensive line's terrible. Not having Trent Williams has a lot to do with that, but during Kirk Cousins' time there, they were one of the better offensive lines in the NFL. When you give Kirk Cousins time, He can be a productive quarterback, but when he doesn't have time, he's I he's Mitch Trubisky. (laughs) Like like he just straight up can't throw the football.
0: Makes a lot of money to be Mitch Trubisky.
1: Yes, like but when when he does when you don't give him any time to throw the football like he didn't have yesterday, he straight up can't throw it. Like he straight up cannot make plays. He's not capable of making plays because he's got cement footed feet. Like he can't Get outside the pocket and create when he's got pressure in his face. So he just eats sacks all day. Mm, he
0: and Sammy Watkins have heavy feet. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I think I I still hold on to Thielen. I don't know if I I would get rid of him. I also have him in my like season long league. I think that the numbers will eventually be there. Just because like we were talking earlier, I think with the receiver on your team. I think Thielen's going to get the most targets. He tends to get a lot of targets. He tends to catch everything thrown his way. Will the touchdowns and the yards be there? I don't think so. Like, they have been in the past. But I think he can still get seven to eight catches a game for anywhere from 50 to 100 yards, which is still a solid outing for a receiver if you're a full-point PPR. But are the Thielen numbers going to be there where it was nine, eight, nine catches, 120, and a touchdown, two touchdowns every game? Maybe not because Kirk Cousins is atrocious, oh.
1: and I mean you're not you're not going to drop them. You're no. not going to drop Diggs or Thielen no. because they're too talented you of players. You might to package a trade with um, one of those in them, and they're 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 hard to even say. Well, I'll just have to start playing the matchups with them. Like I, yeah. I'm in the middle of that in one league where I don't have them, but I've got DJ Chark and Cortland Sutton and Josh Gordon in that league. Like my wide receivers are terrible, my running backs are stacked. But I waited lo- forever on wide receivers in that league, so I'm literally every week I'm playing matchup plays. Like that's kind of what you have to do with them, but you can't even really do that with them because you don't know when they're ever going to get guaranteed volume, Correct. barring a game where they get down big early. Because even when they're down early, they they can be down fourteen to nothing. They're still going to make sure Dalvin Cook gets his twenty touches a game. Yeah, and that that's great for Dalvin Cook owners like I am in that particular league, but. I would rather have a Cortland Sutton right now. I would rather have DJ Chark right now because DJ Chark's got something going on with our gar- with our guy Gardner Minshew.
0: Yeah, there's some sort of connection. We've and, been on that too, by the And he three weeks. And,
1: and DJ Chark had another touchdown yesterday, but it got nullified because of a penalty. Otherwise otherwise that would have been four straight touchdowns to start the season for him. And he w- he was a guy that wasn't drafted at all. Um at Cortland Sutton, like while the Broncos look like they're pretty bad. Courtland Sutton's developing a pretty safe floor. Like, he's getting 12 targets a game. He's getting, you know, anywhere from 50 to 80 yards a game with touchdown upside, and he had two touchdowns yesterday. Like, Courtland Sutton's developing a pretty safe floor to where I know that the Broncos are terrible, but they're going to have to pass a little bit. So I'll take a chance on Courtland Sutton over just knowing for a fact that the Vikings don't want to throw the ball at all. If they can, like, like Kirk Cousins has an NFL game this season where he had 10 passes.
0: Yeah. I'm a little nervous that the Minnesota Vikings will be the 2012 Kansas city chiefs where they just fed Jamal Charles and Jamal Charles had a fantastic fantasy year, but the chiefs were terrible, but that's just because they knew they couldn't throw the ball. Like they Minnesota Vikings know they can't throw the ball. And what was Dalvin is Dalvin cook the second best running back so far this year underneath Christian McCaffrey.
1: Uh, prior to yesterday, he was the number one scoring fantasy back because uh, wow. McCaffrey and in, in Week Two McCaffrey That's had kind right. of a letdown on game, that Thursday but, night game. Uh, prior, pri- but every other game, Christian McCaffrey's been incredible. Uh, that was the first time that Dalvin Cook hadn't had over a hundred rushing yards in a game this season. Yeah, and to hey, stick- but he has scored a touchdown in every game.
0: And to stick to your point, if you really want some solidification on Minnesota and how they're going to be judged the rest of the year, next week. This coming Sunday is the biggest, easiest test they can have. They're going to play a Giants team that's not normally good on defense. It doesn't have really a standout corner. And if Kirk Cousins can't do it against the Giants defense, then uh, it's full dumpster fire panic mode unless you have Dalvin Cook on Minnesota.
1: Yeah, I mean, hopefully in that game, because I have Dalvin Cook, Dalvin Cook will just get like 30 carries and just like 200 yards. That would be ideal for me. You wanna, I don't care about You Dylan want a Nick Andrews.
0: Chubb week four all over again? Yeah, that would be, I'd be
1: cool with that. Um, but yeah, I, you just can't really do anything with any of them right now. Like Kirk cousins doesn't need to be on your roster, but Diggs and Thielen, you just got kind of got to hold on to them and hope that they figure it out at some point. Um, Austin Eckler has been amazing, been he amazing. Is. He's been a top five fantasy back himself. And now here comes Melvin Gordon this week. Uh, head coach Anthony Lynn already said Melvin Gordon is our starter, um, he was I think he was actually active this week, but he didn't he didn't play at all. I mean it was against the Dolphins. Um
0: yeah, they said it was like an they emergency did, situation. They
1: did. The Chargers like were playing around early on in this game and let Miami get up to start the game. And so I was freaking out because I picked the Chargers and Survivor this league or this week. And I I was like, Oh, hell, like but they're, gonna, they're gonna mess around and lose to the Dolphins because they're so injured. Uh, but luckily Melvin Gordon didn't have to play. Uh Troy Main Pope, I think, is the other backup there. Yep. He had a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Um I actually am not I'm not buying into what everybody is saying about the uh, Eckler Gordon timeshare thing, because everybody's kind of assuming that Gordon is going to come back in and be the hands down lead back and get all the touches and Eckler will still have a little bit of of flex value because that's what he did last season, and he was effective in that role last season. Yeah. Austin Eckler, like, he hasn't been great on the ground. Like, his his rushes haven't actually totaled that many yards. He's been amazing in their passing game. Like, just amazing in their passing game. And Mike Williams is hurt right now. Dontrell Inman wound up having a pretty good game because they didn't have anybody else to play. He had, like, 80 yards or something in that game. I think that Austin Eckler, until this Chargers team gets healthy again, like Keenan Allen had a letdown yesterday in, in a really good matchup, but he was going against Xavier Howard, who's their o- the Dolphins' only good player, basically.
0: Who also once traded.
1: I think that Austin Eckler is going to have a role in that passing game. I think that Austin Eckler is still going to be utilized. In that way, and I could be 100% wrong on this. I've just got a feeling about it. Like, he's just been way too productive like that to just say, okay, you're just going to be the change of pace guy now.
0: Yeah, it's easy to say that the, you know, your best running back on your team is going to continue to keep their job at starting running back. I think that that's obvious. A lot of coaches will say that. But, like, I don't know what the team chemistry is with Austin Eckler. Like, I was really high on trading Austin Eckler. A lot of people come up to me and they said, you know, Melvin Gordon news that he's not going to hold out. Like they thought he would, he's going to come back eventually. And then it kind of got expedited some way. I don't know how. I think he's just tired of losing money. Um, but I think Austin Eckler is maybe not like you should trade him now. I don't know if you would roster him in a, on, on like consistency throughout your season long. But maybe just kind of see what he's got with Melvin Gordon. Don't take the risk where you could lose a lot. But again, it's his first game back. We're already in week five of the NFL season. So everybody's pretty much in full mode, ready to go. And... Melvin Gordon hasn't taken a snap this year. So we don't know what he's gonna look like coming out of coming out of the holdout. So I mean, maybe hold on to Eckler. I don't know if I would start Austin Eckler, but if you want to and you want to go try to trade somebody and get somebody, you know,
1: that you can maybe get with Austin Eckler, I think you still might have one more week of being able to do that. Marlon Mack left yesterday's game with an injury against the Raiders. It Shame. was It was in the fourth quarter, um, and they did list him as questionable to return. They didn't just rule him out for the rest of the game, uh, which was weird. But this time it's concerning because Marlon Mack – One, he wasn't effective yesterday. Uh, He didn't get that many carries, but they they were down big early in this game. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's disappointing because he's been getting a ton of volume, and he's got a very nice schedule ahead in the season, so you want him to stay healthy because he is a legitimate workhorse running back right now. He's been getting a ton of carries so far this season. He's top 10 in carries. And he has one of the better offensive lines in the NFL, even with Jacoby Brissett as his quarterback. And a great matchup this Sunday. But yes, and a great matchup against the Kansas City Chiefs on Sunday Night Football. I mean, the Chiefs, they just can't stop any running back in the league. <laughs> I think Marlon Mack is more talented than Carry On Johnson right now, personally. And Carry On Johnson had by far his best game of the, of the season against the Chiefs this past week. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark Ingram torched them. Like, running backs are just putting up points. They still can't stop the run to save their lives. But. It's it's super concerning because he's had injuries before so far in his NFL career. I believe this is his third season. He's been injured virtually every year of his career. Mm-hmm. Um, this is an ankle, and he was already dealing with... So last week, he practiced all week, uh, but the week prior to that, he was dealing with some type of calf injury and missed two practices and then was a limited participant in practice on Friday, still wound up playing, and then last week they removed his injury designation and said that he was healthy and he practiced all week so that was promising but now he's getting over this calf thing and now he's got an ankle injury again right um it, it's promising that they listed him as questionable i guess instead of just ruling him out for the rest of the game in the fourth quarter like as if he was going to come back in uh But I'm going to pick up Jordan Wilkins. If I am a Marlon Mack owner and Jordan Wilkins is available on my waiver wire, I'm picking up Jordan Wilkins in every league that I am in. I know people are going to want to go after Neheim Hines because he's the pass-catching back, and he was a lot more productive last season in spell for Marlon Mack than Jordan Wilkins is. But Jordan Wilkins has had some nice plays this season. He had a big game a couple of weeks ago where he broke off like a nice 50-yard run. I think that Jordan Wilkins is going to be the early down guy if Marlon Matt can't go. And then Hines will still be the passing guy. So there's going to be a little bit of value there. But the Colts want to run the football. So I think Jordan Wilkins is going to have more value there because I think Jordan Wilkins is going to get all of the carries and Hines will just get the passing work in third and long situations. But the Colts want to try to play defense and control the clock. They don't want Jacoby Brissett throwing terrible picks to the Raiders because he stares down his wide receiver from the time he breaks the huddle
0: yeah and the only reason the Colts aren't going to throw or aren't going to run the ball is because if they get behind really really early against the Chiefs which is a possibility but the best way to keep the Chiefs in check with the entire game is to run the ball to keep Patrick Mahomes off the field if Marlon Mack's not there the guy that you were mentioning is the guy to pick up which he's officially been flagged by your boy because I need a running back this week because I have Kerryon yeah, Johnson who's I on the bye
1: up, I picked up Jordan Wilkins Two weeks ago when he was dealing with the calf injury. So and I, th- I think that he needs to be rostered in all leagues. Just like, uh, you know, I have Zeke in a couple of leagues. I don't have Tony Pollard because I, I, I took the risk at drafting Zeke being that he was going to be available week one, and I refused to spend the price tag on Tony Pollard. Like, just straight up refused to spend it. And so a lot of other people have Tony Pollard. But I do have handcuffs for Marlon Mack and for Dalvin Cook, because I went out of my way. If I took Marlon Mack or Dalvin Cook, they both got injury histories. They're both incredible players when they stay on the field, but they've both been hurt a lot so far in their NFL careers. So I I was scared to risk not having their handcuffs. With Zeke, like I knew Zeke, once he gets on the field, like he's Zeke. He's going to be fine if he just gets on the field. So I wasn't that worried about Tony Pollard, even though Tony Pollard looks like a good player. Tony Pollard wasn't involved in, in last night's game at all. No. Against the New Orleans Saints and Zeke wasn't that effective either. He salvaged it a little bit, but I mean, Dallas just looked bad. But that was one of those games where the Saints are just like that sometimes. Like the Saints are just like that at home sometimes. They're just impossible to beat. And and That's even dope, with, man, even with Teddy Bridgewater as their quarterback, but another guy you might be interested in picking up if uh, Marlon Mack is hurt for and misses any time, Jay Ajayi. Mm-hmm. He's not on a team right now, so that's worrisome. That's problematic. But he tore his ACL last year for the Eagles. Uh, he's a guy that's probably been uh, a letdown overall over his career. Like I thought he was going to be really good. Man, uh, he those, got traded those, to Philly. Those <laughs> early days in Miami, he looked like he was going to be a workhorse right out of the gate, and then he got traded to Philly, and he was on their Super Bowl run. He was productive, like a dynamic player for them. But Philly was always going to use four different running backs. Um, but he was a guy that got drafted fairly high last year in some leagues, and then he tore the ACL, went down. Took him some time to get back, but he has informed all teams in the league that he is 100% healthy now. He is ready for game action, and he wants to sign with the team. And I think that there's teams that are going to show some interest in him because he is a good player if he if he is on the football field.
0: And, of course, he just came out and said that. So that's why if you're thinking to yourself, well, it's been a week Kinda of takes a while in the NFL because sometimes, you know, like you said, the Marlon Mack injury might come back with negative news. You don't know what other guys are going to get hurt. Also, there might be some teams that think, oh, I need to sign a running back because we don't necessarily have that type of strength on our roster right now to get over this hump. Um, I don't know. I'm kind of hoping that I roster hoping that he'd go on like a high octane offense, maybe like a Rams offense that doesn't really have a lot of running options right now because it's not working out with the way they're trying to run the ball. Tampa Bay exploited that yesterday. And uh, they clearly yeah. just pass the ball too
1: much because they don't trust Todd Gurley to run all season. They're well, clearly... the, Ram, the Rams are still too deep, though. They uh, still, yeah, they still have Malcolm Brown. They still have Daryl Henderson. Right. Which, uh, like, like somebody said, the Chiefs. Uh, I think the Chiefs are fine with their running back situation. Yeah, with McCoy. Yeah, he's. Doing uh, that. I don't think Damian Williams. Hell, Damian Williams, work he's got no value. Oh, uh, he's done. He's got no value anymore, and that's why. I told you guys all offseason I wasn't willing to spend Let a second-round pick on Damian Williams because – and it's not because I didn't think he couldn't be effective. It's because of that injury history, yep. and he is injured right now. Lashawn McCoy has been the best running back on the team. Lashawn McCoy is the starter. Darwin Thompson should not be rostered in any league, and Daryl Williams is the backup, and Daryl Williams is going to get play every week too. Daryl Williams has stepped into the role that Damian Williams was supposed to be playing, Right. and Daryl Williams has been – Wildly effective, so I don't think you can just move off of him whenever Damian Williams comes back. I think Andy Reid is done with Damian Williams. So I, if you're a Damian Williams owner, Jay Ajayi might be somebody that you want to actually consider making a move on, and maybe he gets signed by a team because there are some running back needy teams out there. I Houston, mm. their running back situation, yeah. Yeah. You can try to flex Carlos Hyde on there where, the hell's, where the hell's Carlos Hyde been lately, all right? Wearing long yeah, sleeves. A bu- send a third-round pick for Duke Johnson. How's, how's oh, Houston's man. running game look there right you now? I knew you how's to get Houston's that running off. game look yeah. right now?
0: What about Washington? That'd be a good spot for, I don't know. Uh, I just think that they, Stay run, out of Washington. They, they
1: just know they're terrible. and I, I just need him to
0: land on a team yeah. so I can have him as my running back.
1: I just think they know they're garbage.
0: That's loud wrong. Chubb. Chubb with running room. Chubb to the 40 on
1: his way to the end zone your guy i love him yeah yeah i love him and i was trying to trade for him in a couple of different leagues this week because i still have plenty of faith in nick chubb i think he's a great player i'm still not convinced that kareem hunt is going to come back and just take all this work from nick chubb because i think nick chubb's a special player while kareem hunt might also be a special player I think that they're both going to be involved, and I think it sets a precedent for a team that everybody in that locker room loves Nick Chubb. Yeah. And I was wrong. Yeah. I've already talked about it. I was really, really wrong about him yesterday. Yeah. um... But but it was like there's weeks like this every year in the NFL. I'm sure all of you can point to it where you got advice from somebody, you read some column somewhere where the matchup dictated – Stay the hell away from this guy. I almost pulled Carson Wentz from the lineup last week because I hated the matchup with Green Bay, but then I looked at Green Bay's numbers, and I was like, well, I mean, those quarterbacks they've played so far, they're not Carson Wentz. They're not Philly if that running game gets going. And I started Carson Wentz, and Carson Wentz had a very nice week. Sometimes it works out, sometimes, sometimes it Sometimes you take chances on matchups, and sometimes you don't. Yeah, I didn't want to take a risk on Nick Chubb this week. Because that Ravens defense has been so dominating against running backs. And it was But again home. Yes. But again, I think it's time to reassess what we think of, of that Baltimore Ravens defense because they clearly lost a lot of talent in the offseason and the talent that they have replaced it with is not as good as the talent that they lost.
0: Yeah, look, I mean, if you want to get about things that you had you got wrong. I got wrong with Paul Richardson, I got wrong with McCole Hardman. I thought they both would have big games. Neither one of them, I think, combined Literally, I think combined they got five point three total points in fantasy. I had Chris Godwin on my bench. Sometimes it just doesn't work out. I didn't I thought that uh I thought Godwin would be a little sore with the hip. He was playing against the Rams defense, which is outstanding against the pass. And he goes off and scores 40. Nick Chubb goes off and scores 39. Look, Nick Chubb's not going to do that every week. We all know that. That's pretty easy to figure out. He had an 88 yard touchdown run. So if you think about that, that's where like almost half of his yards came from in one of his touchdowns. I do think the Browns have realized that in order to get that offense going and to get those receivers some looks, they do have to hand the ball to Chubb. So I do think his production goes up. But let's not forget, they've got a bye coming up, and then they have Kareem Hunt coming back in week eight. And that's when things will change drastically for Nick Chubb because he will no longer be their pass catching running back as if he is already.
1: Local Chiefs breakdown. So Chiefs did not perform up to their standard yesterday. Uh, LeShawn McCoy had 56 rushing yards, one touchdown. Uh, he had two receptions for 33. Still a decent day for McCoy. Daryl Williams, another very good day. He got two touchdowns. Um, Travis Kelsey, the leading receiver, he had 85 yards on seven catches on eight targets. Travis Kelsey's just incredible. That's he's four just having, straight games. He's just every- having an amazing season. Yeah. Like, there's no tight end in the NFL right now. Like, I think that right now the tight end position is the deepest that it has ever been, like or at least at the top. Like There's five guys right now that you think, like, man, that guy has potential to be so good in the NFL for so long. Surprise visit from Mark Travis, Edwards. Travis Kelsey is, hands down, the best of them all right now. Yeah, it's four straight games with at least eight targets and at least
0: 80 yards. Uh, he was only second in targets to Demarcus Robinson, who I think had nine in that game against yeah. uh, Detroit. But yeah, Travis Kelsey. My God, he's you know what? I was f- just completely flabbergasted looking at pre-mock drafts in the beginning of the season, seeing that he was going in the middle of the
1: second round or close to the end of the second round, and now I'm just uh, – I, I understand. And people are complaining. Uh, we're complaining to me all day about the matchups as if – like if you're a Chiefs fan, as if you're benching any of these Chiefs players. like Like, get out of here. No. Like I, I didn't I didn't I told a bunch of people not to play Daryl Williams because that's the safe thing to do. I don't trust Daryl Williams' role in this offense yet. And if you wanna put Daryl Williams in your flex every week, you're welcome to do it. I'm still not going to do it because I think more more often than not, he's not gonna get those easy touchdowns that he got yesterday. Like more often than not, Patrick Mahomes is gonna throw the football. Patrick Mahomes had zero touchdowns yesterday. That's only the second time in his NFL career he's thrown for zero passing touchdowns in a game.
0: And he still threw for three hundred and fifteen, is that right? Yes. So, so he like- still
1: had like an okay game. It's just that's an okay game for every other quarterback in the league. It's just with him you expect him to at least get like two touchdown passes.
0: Boy, that's a great game um, for Keenum.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's a great <laughs> game for Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins would kill for that right now. Yeah,
0: what Derek Carr, I think had like eighteen of thirty one for only
1: 189
0: yards, but yeah. yeah.
1: God, so but, that's I mean, Patrick
0: Mahomes' C game is Case Keenum and
1: Kirk Cousins' and again, A game. And, and Daryl Williams had another three catches oh, for 43 man. yards. Like Daryl the barrel. Both of the running backs in this offense are going to have roles in the passing game and because he's they also, pass so much. Like I, You still start all yeah. of your Chiefs because I think that this game was the anomaly, not the other way around. It's, like,
0: it's a road game like against a different division. Yes,
1: and it's against a team that you don't see often. Uh, and they they they're a good defense. Like Justin Coleman was incredible in that right. game yesterday. Mikael uh, Hardman, like, yes, he's Hardman is an incredible player. Yeah, he's also a rookie who's going to be a boomer bust option week yep. in and week out. And he was terrible yesterday. Demarcus Robinson. Was pretty bad yesterday. He he got targeted nine times. He only had four catches for thirty five yards.
0: What about your boy Sammy? Sammy since
1: since that incredible week one <laughs> yeah. start. Sammy Watkins, three games in a row now. Sammy Watkins has not been that effective. He's still got six targets, though. Sammy Watkins is still getting a ton of volume. Like Sammy Watkins, so that, that week one game, he went nine catches, eleven targets, hundred and ninety-eight yards, and three touchdowns. Right. Week two only had six catches of 49 yards, but he had 13 targets. Yeah. Week three, five receptions, 64 yards, but he had eight targets. Yep. This week, three catches, six targets, 54 yards. So you're getting concerned now that his volume's going down, that his target share from that first two weeks is going down a little bit, but Sammy straight up got to produce. Like, if Sammy's not producing, then, yeah, I'm going to take him out of my lineup, and he hasn't produced for three weeks in a row – but I still think there's too much upside with every player in this offense for you to bench any of them.
0: Especially a Sunday night game at home. It's gonna be electric. You know that team's gonna show up at the, at their home home field advantage. Um yeah, I'm with you. I don't know if I'm still playing McCole Hardman though.
1: I am. Yeah. I, I still am. Yeah, I I'm still I still think that he's there for me. He's still he's still that dude. Like I, I, I still think that he's got so much upside with the bombs that Patrick Mahomes wants to yeah. throw. I just trust that he's going to have that week in and week out, and it's not always going to work out, and he's going to have some bus weeks. But that's even what with Tyreek coming back in that's two just, weeks, that's just what you have to deal with. Yeah, I mean, well, when Tyreek comes back, that's different. Yeah, when Tyreek comes back, that yes, that this is probably is, two weeks from now. That is definitely going to be different when Tyreek comes back. Soft
0: hands catch.
1: And fake to him over the middle. It is caught. That's the
0: rookie AJ Brown. He's still going. An electrifying catch and run, 55 yards to get Tennessee in front.
1: I dropped A.J. Brown in a league this week. Um, you were great of course, had over 100 yards and two touchdowns yesterday against the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, no. Yeah. No, I don't regret it at all um, because I picked him up after week one because one, I love A.J. Brown. I thought that he was the best wide receiver in this year's draft. Um, I am a firm believer in his talent. I don't have any faith in the Tennessee Titans and that offense at all. I don't want anything to do with it. And what's going to be widely overlooked this week, uh, because A.J. Brenham had the nice game, and I think he's going to be one of the more added players this week as people are looking for wide receiver depth, He, uh, Corey Davis still had a nice game. Corey Davis had his best game of the season. So I think that's more, it's more a product of... Atlanta's just in shambles right now than it is A.J. Brown's about to break out. Like, it, to me, it's A.J. Brown is a matchup dependent wide receiver, and Derrick Henry still had a nice game yesterday. It was just an all around good game for that offense because Atlanta just looks absolutely terrible right now.
0: Yeah, Atlanta is uh, in a world of misery themselves. Tennessee, I got a lot of questions today about Derrick Henry from friends and coworkers. You know, does Derrick Henry still get plugged in, or should I try to? trade Derrick Henry. What do I do with? I don't know. I mean, he's just so scary to kind of predict cuz like you sit him one week he goes off. I mean, keep him on your roster. I don't know if he's a start unless you must start him. Um I'm like you with Brown. I don't think I'm running to the waiver wire to claim him just cuz I don't trust Marcus Mariota and I also don't trust the Atlanta Falcons. So, um it's not really an immediate uh reaction. I think the only guy I'm for sure starting in the Tennessee offense is Delaney Walker. Shout out UCM, but I think that's the only guy that I would must start in uh that offense for that team.
1: Over the top. So my over the top player this week that we're gonna take a chance on that I'm gonna go try and acquire in every league that I'm in. My guy Will Fuller. Okay. Will Fuller. So Will Fuller, you know the old Notre Dame. um, (laughs) Yes, that's where I was going (laughs) with it. Notre Dame. Fighting Irish. I Uh, didn't know he went there until like four days ago. Yeah, Will Fuller. Early on with Deshaun Watson last season, his rookie season, he had this incredible connection with Deshaun Watson deep where it was every week, Will Fuller, 75-yard touchdown, 50-yard touchdown, 60-yard touchdown. That has not happened this season. Uh, Will Fuller has been a little bit of a letdown. Um, Week one, he had 69 yards. Week two, 40 yards Week 3, 51 yards, and yesterday in what was just an absolutely brutal game for Houston in general. Nobody did anything. Offense was brutal. The Panthers just shut them down. And Kyle Allen with his second win in a row for the Panthers. uh, Will Fuller's been brutal. He doesn't have any touchdowns on the season. He doesn't have more than seven targets in a game. Um, But there's reason for optimism with Will Fuller because we've seen that before. And granted, Will Fuller is coming back off of an ACL tear from last season. So maybe that has something to do with it. Maybe he's not quite healthy, but this is from Evan Silva on Twitter. Uh, Fuller's top 15 in the NFL in air yards isn't even top 50 in receiving yards, though. And Deshaun Watson missed him on a wide-open 75-yard touchdown yesterday. So, like, to me, that says the opportunity is still there. The connection's still there. The Texans just don't look that good right now. And I I would have to think, and, and looking at Will Fuller's schedule coming up, Like, he's got some nice matchups against some nice secondaries. So I'm willing to make a move on Will Fuller, if I can, in some of my leagues because I think that there's going to be some positive matchups ahead for him.
0: He gets the Chiefs in two weeks. He gets Indianapolis after that, Oakland after that. He's
1: got Atlanta next week. Mm -hmm. And Atlanta, as we mentioned, just got absolutely torched by the Tennessee Titans who don't have anything close to the passing game and the offensive weapons that that the Houston Texans have. No, I mean, it's eventually
0: going to start clicking with Deshaun Watson. I mean, it just has to, right? He's just too good. He's too talented, and he's seen on the field after the game, after the loss that he took so close to his heart, practicing, throwing the ball some more. I don't know. I stay away from what, what happened to DeAndre Hopkins this year, by the way. He's struggling. He's that, definitely struggling. The whole team's stressed. To the Bill O'Brien effect, to the Bill O'Brien cancer effect, that it's just that team's just struggling because of him. They don't want to play because I don't know. DeAndre Hopkins hasn't had over 100 yards since what? Week one hasn't had a touchdown since week one. Yes, he's He's, been rough. He should have been a top ten, top five pick probably in a lot of leagues this year. I don't know. Just I worry about them. I worry about the Houston Texans and your boy Carlos Hyde.
1: He had 111 yards week one, 40 week two, 67 and 41. He hasn't had a touchdown since week one either. Obviously, DeAndre Hopkins. You expect DeAndre Hopkins to figure it out. Um, I, you know, DeAndre Hopkins is too talented to not turn this thing around. So you know what he's due for? Now he's due for one of those games where he gets like 10
0: catches, like a Devontae Adams game that Devontae Adams had last Thursday, like a 10 for 180, and then he'll have like two touchdowns. They're like, all right, he's back, and his numbers will come even out.
1: Yeah, I think they're going to be fine, but I think that Will Fuller, like I'm not targeting Kenny Stills. I'm not going to go pick out and pick up Kiki Cutie. I don't trust any of those guys. Kenny Stills suffered a hamstring injury right. yesterday, but I do – I still – Love the potential of Will Fuller And obviously there's opportunity for him To beat defenses deep And get that type of That big play that we need from him And I think that it's coming And I think that you can get him for cheap right now Because he's been so brutal to start the season It's going to be some questions about whether or not he's healthy So I am targeting him And hoping that he does Indeed stay healthy Uh, Some other quick waiver wire ads That you might want to pick up this week uh, Before we get out of here Jacoby Brissett Another nice game against the Oakland Raiders from a fantasy perspective. He did throw for three touchdowns and 265 yards. He had that brutal pick six. Mm -hmm. Um, But he had another nice game. Like the Colts, it's a very real thing with them. When they get inside the five, I don't know if it's to keep Marlon Mack healthy or what, uh, they throw the ball. They throw the ball a lot when they get inside the 10 and inside the five-yard line. So Jacoby Brissett's been stacking up the touchdowns that way. Uh so he's gonna have weekly fantasy value because they're gonna continue to do that. Um Sam Darnold, if you really want to take a risk on him, they're saying that he might be back maybe not this week, but he is starting to work out a little bit. So he might be back next week. Gardner Minshew is a matchup dependent guy, but I would consider adding him if uh you know, if I got Cam Newton. Mm-hmm. Like if I if Cam Newton was my backup quarterback, I would consider adding Gardner Minshew because he's proven to have a pretty safe floor. He's got you know over 200 yards and at least one touchdown in every game. Like that's at least consistency. One because we're we're into bye weeks now, so you're gonna have to start filling some of your starters. Gardner Minshew's not a starter, but Gardner Minshew seems like he's a serviceable backup guy who's definitely available in almost all of your leagues. Yep. Uh Dexter Williams a guy that uh, after Jamal Williams went down, we expect Jamal Williams, that uh, brutal hit from this past Thursday night game, we expect Jamal Williams probably going to miss some time. Dexter Williams is going to be involved with Aaron Jones as the lead runner there. Uh, And Aaron Jones was losing carries to Jamal Williams. So Matt LaFleur is not very happy with Aaron Jones right now. So Dexter Williams might see a little bit more work than we're expecting him to. So Dexter Williams is actually probably a must-add for a running back needy team, I think he's going to be involved in that offense until they get Jamal Williams back. You like Ronald Jones? Uh, I don't want him on my team, but I think that he needs to be rostered in all leagues. He literally
0: outran uh, Peyton Barber in back-to-back weeks. He had a pretty good week this week. He yeah. ran that
1: gigantic score fest. Do you think he continues that, or do you think they're going to move on forward with him? Uh, I'm, I mean, I think they want him to be the guy. Uh, he's, again... Yeah, add him. He should be on your roster. I'm not going to add him because he's going to be likely the top added guy this week. I just don't have any faith in him as a player that he's going to get that week in and week out, or he's going to struggle one week and then they're going to go right back to Peyton Barber. I don't want to play games with that. I don't. I don't like that. I don't like that for a guy that I'm gonna. If I'm a running back needy team and I want to be and I'm desperate, yeah, you go out and you add him. But if I've got running back depth, then I don't want him on my roster. You want him over the guy that you have of Indianapolis this week against the Chiefs? No. Depending on what Marlon Mack does? I would rather have Jordan Wilkins. Wilkins over Barber. I would rather have Jordan Wilkins and Peyton Barber if Marlon Mack does not go this week. All right. Uh, Chris Herndon. I I already talked about him him. a little bit. I really like Chris Herndon's talent. I think he's a talented player. Um, I think that he should be picked up in a lot of leagues because I think that he's going to be a weekly starter once the Jets figure this thing out. Uh, Benjamin Watson's coming back from suspension. Uh, he might be a viable option in a Patriots offense that has slowed down a little bit the last couple of weeks, but they're still uh very high powered. They're still gonna score a lot. I like Benjamin Watson actually as a pickup too, but he's somebody that I'd like to wait and see. Um Raheem Mostert is a guy that's still available in a lot of leagues. Um we don't Tevin Coleman might be back this week. They're coming off of a bye. They're hoping that he's going to be available. So we'll see on that. But if not, Raheem Mostert's a guy it still needs to be in your lineup I would say But the way they're just using that committee approach and using it to effect in San Francisco especially
0: Shanahan uses running backs in the passing game.
1: Ito Smith uh worth yeah. an ad I guess Uh I think he's hurt right now but Devontae he's still available in a lot of leagues and Devontae Freeman's been brutal. It's over for him man that's yeah. it. Uh, I just don't see any any way that Atlanta's not J-H-I. going to try to like cut him <laughs> I don't know what his contract looks like I don't know how easy it is to get out of But Atlanta's got to get out of that deal He's one of the higher paid running backs in the NFL And he's been absolutely awful But uh, We'll catch up with you guys later this week Preview some week 5 matchups So make sure you're tuned in Please download the Radio.com app And like and subscribe to us Force to pump